Welcome to the Big Black Clock. Three friends, wait, scratch that. <clears throat> Acquaintances who love to talk shit related to watches, industry news, and other silly crap. If you want to spend the next hour listening to some banter and perhaps accidentally learn something new, then you are in the right place. Now, let's see what the guys have to say. All right, welcome back to the Big Black Clock. We are at episode 88, 87, it'll be 87, yeah. Episode 87. It's been it's, uh, quite a while. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess. What? We're getting close to the 100 mark, yeah. right? Yeah, we have to celebrate some, somehow. It's yeah. not that we're not celebrating every single episode. <laughs> we do a full episode without talking about any watch. We've done that. Have we? Uh, an, an episode yeah, we of... No watch talk? Like, no, no, F1, sure. we've done that. Should we do like an episode of just silence? Of just nothing? <laughs> uh, when the post prod on that. It's How are you guys doing? How, how are you doing, Carl? This week? What's going um, on? Good. Really good. You're moving soon, eh? The month. Yeah? More you buy a watch for that event? No, I'm selling watches right now. What, <laughs> what are you going to wear while you're doing the move? A CWC. Please yeah. wear pants, though. Pants. Not just the watch. Pants. No, no like, I'm naked. <laughs> the moving company oh. is like, what, what is gr- going on? Thank God I have my watch. <laughs> move this shit. You can't catch me. <laughs> uh, you know, the CWC. It's um, like the watch I wear and I do stuff. I don't really don't mind like hitting it on something. Disposable one. Yeah. It survived for the longest time being disposable, but... I thought his FXZ is disposable. This well, one is a battery powered, right? You have to throw it. It's like a Swatch. <laughs> exactly. It's the uh, it's a Pelagos uh, Swatch uh, collab. Yeah. It's <laughs> Pella Swatch. Pella Swatch. So what are you wearing this week? We can, you've already said it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm wearing my uh, Pelagos FXD. Uh, still on the Velcro. I uh, didn't decide yet on what strap to purchase for it. <laughs> like every week I go on the website and I look at all the different versions of like so many choices <laughs> and I just don't buy it. I was lo- I didn't look on Instagram specifically for the watch, but there are a lot of different people with strap options for it, I imagine. Mainly NATOs, different colors. Mainly NATOs, right? Eh? It's nothing out of the air. Like you go to go, ooh, that's so nice. No, all cool. Like it's uh, not uh, difficult to match NATOs to like a right. dark blue watch. Yeah. <laughs> we have a special episode, guys. We're going to be interviewing Aaron Bespoke who does watch straps. Do you think... That when we go see him, you're, you might inquire about a strap for your oh, Marina sure. strand, maybe. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna do that. I'm gonna have to ask him. I'm already bringing my that. CWC um, when we yeah, I'm bringing my Speedy because I want to see yeah, uh, yeah, what he can show you. Maybe uh, my Seiko uh, also. Uh, is it the future? Or it's in the past interview. <laughs> everything, <laughs> everything that hasn't. By the time you hear this, it will be the past. <laughs> okay. well, I'll, I'll drop a bomb on you. Everything that hasn't happened yet in your life, it's it probably in the future. What? <laughs> if, if my math checks out, let's give that a silence. To soak it in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so oh yeah, well, we we have talked with Aaron, and yes, I will for sure bring my FXD. And also, uh, my girlfriend wants her Gucci vintage watch to have a new strap because the original one broke. I was like a watch uh, for mother like thirty years ago. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, but it's still cool. It's sentimental value is hundred uh, percent. But I've, I've seen some going by like on Chrono, and they go for like seven hundred to a thousand. So it's not like no value. Yeah, uh, it's a quartz. Uh, but it doesn't matter because yeah. sentimental value is there. Like it's, my yeah, father yeah. has like a vintage Russian watch called Slava. Uh, it's a watch that he got from his aunt, and she died, and it was like a very kind of traumatic situation because he was like in high school, and she said, oh, "I'm going to give it to you for your graduation," and she never ended up doing this. So, uh, like, she wanted to give it. She, he got it eventually, but that's kind of a reminder of her for him, right? And mm-hmm. he had does, it for, like, 50 years. Does he wear it? Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah. But the watch itself is, like, a quartz watch. Like, you know, like, Soviet Union cheap watch, right? It's not expensive. But the sentimental value of this watch is, like, 
priceless. Yep. So I totally. So yeah, the guy, uh, the guy in Two Broke Watchdogs has a Slava, the Slava Medico. Oh yeah, yeah, a very famous. Oh yeah, the Medico is very cool though. Yeah. Well, it's a different watch. Medical is nice. Medical is a bit more. What's that uh, brand? Like Slava. Expensive. Right? Yeah, the Slava Medical. Yeah, it's like this rectangular watch that has a pulsometer uh, on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. But that's yeah. a very, very cool watch. Yeah, yeah. very rare. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, what are you wearing, uh, Dimon? What are you doing? I'm, I'm sitting here with you guys uh, recording the podcast, I guess. How are you? It's good, good, good. Uh, everything's work? great. Uh, I went to F1 last weekend uh, with yes. you, actually. Yes. We had a great time in Montreal. First what'd time you, I went What did you to, wear to uh, the F1? Uh, different watches. I, went, uh, I wore my I wore my Seiko one day when it was raining, and I because you know my Speedmaster is too scared. <laughs> and the other days I wore a Speedmaster because that's the <laughs> I wasn't scared anymore. <laughs> the fear. Because the humidity was quite low, so it was safe to take it out, <laughs> out of the safe. Uh yeah, I'm on my Speedmaster. It was great. It was a Crazy. fantastic race. So we yeah. went all three days. It was raining the second day in the qualifiers. Yeah. So it was a bit of a, like a shit show. Yeah, but for, for the Grand Prix race, it was not raining, right? No, it was no, like no, no it, wasn't. it was a bit good weather. But it was, dude, it was like it was day and night. Yeah. Perfect, did you enjoy yeah. uh, your weekend? I did. Yeah. Saturday, less. <laughs> Why? Because it, because it was raining. It was raining. It's all, it's so all but I enjoyed rain. It was raining. The traffic. No, it wasn't the rain. Sorry. I was fine when it was sitting there. We had, we had a great time sitting there. It's getting there. You know, the walk was ridiculous. There were so many people leaving. It was poorly yeah, divided was up the lanes to come and go. You saw bottlenecks. It took to cross, like an I hour think, probably right? an hour, 100 yards was something like an hour to walk 100, less than 100 yards well, probably. I don't know, but it was ridiculously yeah. long. Meters but then, people yeah, I was going to say, what's the American term for time? Is it's it hours? Yards. yards is good. Hours. Americans listen yards, right? Football no, no, field, guys. Di- distance is yards, but I mean yeah. like for time. Is it also hours? Probably, yeah. yeah. Well, imperial hour, I don't know. It's like an hour and 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Delivery time. Um, so Sunday, though, was easy, very quick to get yeah. to the... There's no crashes on Sunday, right? They just The cars died. They never actually crashed. I don't think Pe- so, yeah. Perez's car died, and then someone else, I think Haas, uh, Schumacher's car died also. That's right. Well, that was unfortunate. But uh, what what was fun about the Saturday is that uh, Saturday, because of the rain, it showcased how many uh, which drivers are actually really good drivers. So the qualifier, like people like like um, uh, Kevin Magnussen has finished like fourth or something, right? Qualified fourth. What, what made it fun is that a lot of guys who are actually great drivers, well, not great drivers, but who had really good cars, they finished in the back. So there was a lot of passing during race because all of those guys passed all those guys that started forward, yeah. right? No, oh, they say r- rain was, is the great equalizer. Oh, it's right? great. Yeah. It's great. I really enjoyed it. It was But awesome. I thought I thought that as well, what I think I learned on Sunday was that one, um, Red, Bull, really fast. Red Bull has the faster car because Montreal is a fast track yeah. in general. Yeah. So the straights. Ferrari. Yeah. So you really show. You could see they even when they got close, they pulled away. They well, were, they were able to hold The only on. way Science was able to not kind of uh, to stay right behind uh, Verstappen is because he had DRS the whole time, right? The last uh, like ten laps. But so every time they got, he would in, lose time in sector one sector because one there was a right. lot. It was no DRS, and then sector two and three, he would catch up. So he'd always stay the same distance or average behind. Yeah. But they they felt comfortable. You could see that there was yeah. no real risk. They were gonna pass, and, but th- there's that. And then I thought that. Um, and Leclerc is a great driver. He was the driver of the day. And and obviously the last takeaway to me was the Mercedes are getting better every race. They're, they're figuring out their Yes, cars. the yeah. cars got you getting yeah. better and better. Hamilton finally got a podium. And at the start of the season, you would have been shocked. You'll never get a Russell podium. Russell also finished in top five. This guy is amazing. <clears throat> this guy is so consistent. I think it's his eighth. I think every race he was top five. Yeah, he's never finished yeah. below. He was yeah. finished every single race. And he's never yeah. finished below top five. And I think that's what's great. keeping Mercedes in the Constructors' Championship. Because they're consistently finishing in the mid-tier of four, five, three, four, five. Russell yeah. is also like third in the standings. Just because... No, isn't it Perez? Uh, I thought Perez was still third. 
I think, uh, maybe, let me check. Maybe maybe fourth maybe, now. Yeah. Somebody maybe passed. Perez did win, so I think that gives him a big boost in points. It was a great. It was a great. Honestly, it was a great time. Yeah. And great um, weather, great time. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The one thing that really shocked us, we went. I also went on Friday with another friend of mine. Um, uh, it was less people, and as soon as we got out of the metro, we walked to the track. There, like there was practice, right? We walked. We were able to walk all the way to the track. So if you th- remember the Montreal's track, you have a hairpin at the end, yep. right before the end. So as as the cars are approaching the hairpin. They have the DRS zone, the second DRS zone. So they're going like full, full speed, like 330 kilometers an hour, right? So we got to that section of the track right next to the fence where they were just going that full speed and starting to break right before right. the hairpin. Yep. As we got there, I we were, we were like honestly humbled by the, how fast those things are yeah. because it just they sound like airplanes. They go... <laughs> And you don't even see it; it just flashes in front of you. Yeah. And the sound that it makes, as if like there's a like a like a fighter jet just flew by, right? Mm-hmm. We were like, "Oh my god, that's a rocket!" And somebody's actually sitting inside and controlling this thing. This is insane, yeah. absolutely insane. Like what they do is so impressive. I, I, it's it's hard to, it's hard to explain better. The not really is the, that man. The, the the thing is, I missed from F1. It was when it was the bigger engines, because it was so loud. It was so loud that, like, if you were near, right next to the track, you had to like plug your ears. It was insane. Well, right? this was uh, in 2012. I also went once before they changed the engines. Right, that was pretty bad. Like, actually, I was gonna say this year, we were sitting like a first lap when the all 10 cars, yeah, uh, sorry, all 20 cars were like one after another. It was super loud. We can still talk. It wasn't yeah. too loud, and I didn't have any yeah. earplugs. Back 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 in the back days, in the day, uh, was, forget about it. Like a V10 era. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> in 2012, I was at practice. <laughs> that was a V8. Yeah, is it? Yeah. So it's so it's not yeah, as loud yeah. as before. Oh my god! Yeah, no V tens. It was insane. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember when I went. It was V tens. Which was, years are those, by the way? Uh, early two thousands, like two thousand from like ninety eight to oh eight, I guess. Okay. And I remember like the later years, you could you know who car who car was coming just by the sound because it all Jesus. sound different. And the Mercedes, yeah. and the Mercedes, McLaren, do, and, the, eh? and those years were insanely loud it was i was in the hairpin um, that year and they're coming you know on your left and do the hairpin and they yeah. leave on your right yeah <laughs> your seats were shaking when they were doing the f- the last chicken before the straight before it's crazy. <laughs> it was nonsense like literally you were like this all the, the whole well, race <laughs> uh i went uh into he was putting his fingers in his ears by the yeah. way oh yeah oh yeah that's true i forgot we don't do the video yet maybe maybe soon in 2012 when uh, i went once uh, for work they gave me tickets to the practice just to practice so it wasn't very mm. busy like it was one car every like 30 seconds right yeah uh it was still so loud that i couldn't talk to my friend that i was sitting next to yeah like was, I, i just couldn't yeah because even if the car is far you could still hear it it was so loud that you couldn't talk and yeah. especially when it's like near you just forget it i, I think oh wait but was the blown diffuser era yeah it, yeah it, was it an f1 blown diffusers for the v8 were on the downshifts is like the hurt was stopping It was insane. I, th- I think I have a video here. Crazy. All right. Well, that was good. The one thing I also did, my favorite cars, and you're right in terms of the sound, Red Bull yeah. and Alpha Tauri. Yeah. The most beautiful cars. I When they their, break. Their livery, but they break as well. And they break. You're, you know what they like? What they call it? Like AMG does it. It's like a gurgle. They go. Yeah, brr, 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 as if it's like burble. Like burble? Yeah. That's yeah. what it is? Yeah. When they're breaking, yeah. Alpha Tori is Alpha really Tori. Loud. Bah, 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 bah. I think yeah. specifically not even UK, specifically um, Gasly in Alpha yeah. Tori. When he breaks at the at the 
hairpin. The hairpin, yeah. It was so it was burbling so much. It's such a good sound, and yeah. it's it's a pleasant like a pleasant note to the engine. Well, you're the Ferraris mm. and the Mercedes very like were like a wind up. Red Bull has a very yeah. nice in general. Red Bull, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so, so uh, 2011, the uh, blown uh, diffuser for the V8s. Yeah. That's a Montreal. That's a Montreal, huh? But I do also like that sound. When they accelerate, it sounds very different. Very different, like, decibel, not decibel, but like a very high note of the very high yeah. pitch engine sound. Yeah. <laughs> Those things rev like, like 14,000 uh, RPM. It's <laughs> this is like an early 2000s, right? Like Schumacher uh, that, That's 2011. Ferrari. Okay. Yeah. The the 2005, like a sh when they had when they didn't have slicks, when they had like a uh, thread in the tires, mm -hmm. like Schumacher, Ferrari, yeah. that noise when they accelerate is such a high pitch. It's yeah. so cool. Sounds like like X-wing fighters from like Star Wars. It's so it's cool. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, on that F1 episode, oh no, yeah, we're not talking oh, yeah, about it. Oh yeah, this is a watch. This is a watch episode <laughs> podcast actually. So what I am wearing? <laughs> I actually didn't even say what I was wearing. Oh, you were. Just, you did uh, mention it. I quickly got your story. Yeah, we go for it. I, I'm wearing my SPB 143. I put it on back on the original metal bracelet. It's a nice bracelet. It's very like over-engineered. I think, and Carl, I think you agreed with me, right? The only yeah. comment I would say is that the clasp is way too big. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll pass it around because I'm wearing it. It's like oh, a third of your bracelet. It's, it's a, it's, but it's nice. It's a high-quality bracelet comparing it like, for Seiko. For right? Seiko. Very cool bracelet. Like I wouldn't want to change it for, um, uh, let's say, the Uncle Seiko because the one that I got was I pretty low quality. Uh, I, I've had a lot With of everything watches. that I said or just uh, something specific? About the bracelet. With your person. <laughs> <laughs> I've, had a lot of, I've had a lot of watches. And um, what makes this bracelet perfect to me for this watch is that one it's trying to re or emulate the the 1962 mass right the first thing um and this actually has a not an oyster bracelet this feels more like a president bracelet in the style because the center curves uh, the center links are curved up El Presidente. and the second thing is this clasp i don't find it over engineered or large it actually sits very flat it sits quite quite well i've had a lot of that's uh, uh, of strapco bracelets and whatnot this this feels it, in the, word, uh, anyway. in, the, in the words of the great uh, ex-president, wrong. <laughs> I, I, You're fake I, news. Yeah, fake news. Uh, You're the puppet. I, uh, I, I, f I, I find it a bit too big for me, uh, the, the clasp specifically. But it's, you know, perception is a subjective thing, so. Sure. <laughs> All right, cool. So I am wearing a Hamilton Khaki Field Auto Chrono, the H717-06830 on a beaver skin custom uh, strap with patina uh, stitching so it uh, sits really really great real sandblasted the absolute perfect um, I think Hamilton um, khaki field because it does have raised indices applied indices it's not just painted on it's not too minimalist and um, I took it off that bun strap because it was way too large but this one sits excellent 100 meters water resistance large or too thick because it's like multiple <laughs> levels on, you said too large right so it's a thinking too big of a real estate on your wrist? The or, bund? Yeah, or pushing your watch too high? No, sorry, just too much real estate on the wrist. Okay. Yeah, because it's it's very comfortable, but it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> just know? a quick comment I'll make about this watch. I think this is my favorite Hamilton. Yeah. It's yeah. just such After a cool, the Murph. Makes me think of, well, Murph has very long legs. It doesn't fit very well. Yeah. Uh, this makes me think of an IWC. Yeah. Because uh, it's nice, elegant. It's not too minimalist. Yeah. Uh, but it's I the dial is great. The longer you look at the dial, the better it is. You see how they applied things. It's not too the better painted. you see it. Well, the you more you, the more details you notice that they put on that were yeah that are quite well. I agree. Done. It's super nice. And it's to not too busy. And it's not too like basic. light. It's it's not too basic. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's yeah basic. So, so that's um, it. Yes. So 
we have a second segment always after what we're wearing, right? Just before the main subject is what's coming up <laughs> for Kevin because always a new watch. There's no, no, I'll do that in the next episode. We talked a lot about F1. I'll talk about uh, the okay, okay. talk about that story after because I got something okay. cool, a nice story. I'll tell you on the next episode, so you guys tune in for that. One more little thing I was going to say before we go to the main topic is uh, I love because Carl, you have the FXZ. I'm holding it right now. I love the click, and I'm going to try to make it sound on the to the mic. Uh, I went to um, our like local AD recently, and I tried on the the Omega Seamaster, like the the James yep. Bond, but the automatic one. Yep. Man, the click on that thing. Oh, yeah. It's the greatest click. Sixty or one hundred twenty? Uh, I think it's sixty. Yeah. But it's so loud. It's just like you. On what? Like, on on the Seamaster three hundred. I, I thought it was one twenty. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe. I don't know the number. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it felt like it was sixty because it, it didn't feel like it was too. Yeah, too, too often. Click for yeah, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before one time. Uh, <laughs> once. Yeah, once. <laughs> About everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, so uh, the click is just click is such a selling point for me on a rotating bezel. <laughs> Even if you don't really use it. I know, dude. I don't use anything on my watch other than just putting it on and wearing it. Like. Ask me how many times I've used a chronograph on my uh, speedmaster. I know you, you told me last time, but uh, trust me, like, I went. I've used it more than you, and I like touched touch your speedmaster like twice. <laughs> when I went to when I went to um, uh, when I went to the race, I didn't time cars. I don't need to. Exactly. Oh, well, right. the tachymeter is such a useless complication now, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's just nice. Anyways, all right. So let's get started. I think we're doing an episode on watch releases. What's new out there? What's in the market? I think we picked nine releases that we want to talk about, and we kind of kept it in the more affordable range. We didn't go into any thirty thousand dollar. Well, there's one watch I think that's thirty thousand. The rest are pretty much in an affordable, um, attainable bracket. Well, I have one that's a hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars in the list. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, interesting. <laughs> I didn't no, actually read one? through the list. The Carivutolainen Zenith. Yeah, I think it's thirty. Hundred and thirty-two nine hundred Swiss franc. Yeah. Limited to ten. Okay, maybe. Well, we'll get okay. there. Okay, I don't know. As per Hodinky. you wanna since As you mentioned it, you wanna you wanna start with it? Maybe if you mentioned it. Uh. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> so, Zenit uh, has re-released an an uh, a classic uh, design, the Observatoire. Beautiful. So, <laughs> Zenit uh, teamed up with Carrie Vutelainen, Vutelainen, and uh, Philips Auctions to. Uh, Bring it the historic caliber uh, 135-0. Um, so the that caliber was in the 60s. It was um, built for uh, a concours, uh, a contest. Contest. Uh, for oh, you're right. Uh, Sorry, 132,900. Yeah. Good lord, I thought it was I, I missed no. the one. Yeah, you missed the one. Cool. <laughs> it's a, limited to ten pieces. It's also only available through the Philips auctions. It's amazing. Um, so limited to ten pieces, and it's really a reedition of the uh, old um, watch. So the reason that they went with Kari Vutil to Vutilinen, this guy. Can you please pronou- try to pronounce it? Vutilinen. Vutilinen. It's because he uh, has a lot of experience working on um, working on encasing old movement in watches. So what Zinit did is uh, they took the blueprints of the original 135 movement and re uh, remake all the parts for the movement. Okay. So they just asked pretty much uh, Carrie yeah. to... And Carrie Vitalining, he, he finishes? Yeah, Or exactly. he makes some some stuff too? Like, does he modify mechanisms or he just finishes? No, he makes watches. From he makes like, watches. So he makes... He actually is a watch master watchmaker who is able to create mechanisms he, or... Uh, 
So I, I, in I, this I'm, case, yeah, in this they rebuilt all the parts for the movement, and they gave it to Kerry uh, Valentinian for doing all the finishes and assembling all the watches in the case. Right. And what is the name of the watch again? So what's the reference number? Uh, the reference number is something super long that I didn't take. A <laughs> if you just put uh, Zenith Classic. Um, Kari Wutelainen. Wutelainen, caliber 135. It's very easy to write Wutelainen in the Google search. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I said, he, um, decorate those movements. Uh, it was the original parts, just yep. to bring it back for uh, for uh, up-to-date uh, design. Okay. So Wutelainen does make watches. He makes in-house movements. Himself, he makes eh? cases. He makes the balance, the hands, the dial. Uh, everything does he start off with a, a, a like a pre-existing mechanism and then modifies it or he has everything from like scratch that's no in-house movement that's crazy yeah and no, no wonder he's so famous he's uh he's uh one of the geniuses like stefan serpaneva these like francois Poljon, like these brilliant brilliant uh yeah uh, maximilian but he's Lucie. a one guy right he's the one guy that does everything pretty much right so he's well, limited the, the to lot, you know a lot of them are when you look at laurent ferrier francois Poljon. Right. Um, you look at uh, Kari Voutelain and Stefan Sarpaneva. These are all like brilliant, independent master horologists, right? So, well, he's not a, he, he doesn't do in-house movies. He's more of a case maker right now. Right. And dial maker. But these guys are like, they make insane levels. Yeah. Or the guy from uh, Maximum Bussier or the guy from Urwerk, like the Urwerk. No. These guys are, they believe in, I was listening to a, an interview the with- The case back is beautiful, by the way. Was, or the yeah. Voutelain and I sent you and you were talking about like looking at it on asset for hours because that thing's insane, eh? The yeah. watch I sent you on Instagram, you're like, I'd look at this dial on acid for hours if I could because the oh, yeah. thing's insane, right? Wait, acid, what does that, what does that mean? Acid. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> the so, fun juice. The fun juice. So, <laughs> but anyway, the, the, I was listening to an interview with these, these watchmakers and what he was saying was, he was, we don't want to make a lot of watches. We want to make better watches. That's all they want to mm. do. Make the best watch. The guy from Debitune, like these guys are like, yeah. that's how we make what we make. We want to make better watches. Affordable luxury. Not affordable. <laughs> <laughs> so they sort of make better watch, and they make art pieces and literally when you go to voutelainen.ch literally it's called horologie d'art right which is nice. art horology but go ahead sorry yeah um so i, I just found out the uh uh the, it was a trial it wasn't a concours it wasn't a um, contest uh so it was a trial for the uh observer, uh, observatory from neuchatel in, in switzerland in the 50s that zenith proposed that movement they didn't win back then, but they did build uh, 11,000 watches with those movements from the 60s to all the way to the 70s. So they came, they brought back 10 of those movements. They gave it to that dude and was like, here, build a watch <laughs> for us. So that Zenith is uh, 38 millimeters. The lug-to-lug -lug is 46. Thickness is 10.3. Um, the case material, it's platinum. Uh, platinum 950. The dial is sterling silver with black matte finishes on it and guilloche as well uh, on the uh, outer circle. There's no loom. Um, the in index are radium plated uh, and uh, there's German silver on the outer um, hand and the, the minutes as well. So 30, 30 meters water resistance and that watch for 30 minutes. 30, what, 30 meters. And like I said earlier, it's 132 thousands Swiss franc. There's only 10 of those pieces. If you want to buy one, you That's need to contact Philips Auctions. Jesus Christ. So it's um, probably going to sell for more than that if it's an auction. Dress yeah. watch, yeah. God damn. And it's a beautiful watch. It's but beautiful. It's one of those watches for me, I feel like it's, um, you know, uh, Patek level that 
you look at it, it doesn't look like much, mean, yeah. but it's like two hundred. I, I would disagree. <laughs> it's very, it's very elegant, but it's not like it doesn't scream, right? Uh, like too I said, much. But some, some, some like Patek are not like yeah. Laurent Ferrier, right? right? They put the tourbillon on the back. They put everything in the bag. You know, Jesus. Uh, but yeah, it's a beautiful, yeah, it's, beautiful it's watch. Really, really um, expensive. But it's built in an opinion. It's <laughs> none of us own a Zenith, eh? Or a Breitling? No, actually. No, exactly. I had a Zenith, and I sold it a vintage one. Oh, you had a vintage. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I sold it, but I don't know. Their designs are sometimes I need. I think they need to revamp. They were a little bit big in like five years ago, six years ago. All about the El Primero Tricolor, Tricolor, very nice. And now some of their designs are like okay. Some of them are great, and some of them are insane. Like the new Zenith that we saw, the gold one, is beautiful. The, oh, the, the, oh, absolutely. Yeah, but it's like fifty thousand. Uh, the Defy that you saw that was fantastic, amazing. Yeah. I can't remember what the. It was like a Land Rover or something like. Uh, Land Rover, yeah. It was a Land Rover that's, edition. That was beautiful. I beautiful. like the Defy. I yeah. really like the Defy. The Defy is great. Uh, I like Chrono Master. All right. So that's our first watch. Yeah. Who wants to go second? You uh, want to go second? I can go second, yeah. We can go uh, clockwise. Is, is, that, is that what you think this is? Clockwise? Well, <laughs> uh, is this clockwise? Reverse clockwise. <laughs> counterclockwise. Listen. There's, there's a I'm, watch I, out there, I'm, right? It's counterclockwise. I, I'm, I'm from down south. Uh, everything's upside down, inside out. You're not. <laughs> Shut up! They don't know this. <laughs> but stop but exposing it, me. There's, there's a watch probably that's counterclockwise, right? Does anybody have you ever uh, seen the Frank anybody Mueller? Hold on to my watch. Uh, there's a Frank Mueller where all the numbers are misplaced on the dial, and then oh, it jumps. It I, I showed it to you, right? Yeah, I've seen them. Oh, you, should, you did see. It. Okay, I've seen it before. The, the numbers jump. No, so it'll be the numbers will all be misplaced. So when it's one, and then when it goes to two, it won't go to two. It'll go. To another part of the dial, the, three the dial is, is like oh, twelve. The two is somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. The dial is like twelve. That's like Constantine checking style. <laughs> it's very Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, very, that's cool. Like, that's very cool. What's, what's the name of that one? I want to look it up. I don't know, but you can look it up. Frank Mueller, and then write. I said it to you on the uh, yeah. on Instagram. But uh, the thing is, uh, it's so nice. But I would never be able to quickly look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> every time I need to stop and think. <laughs> I was like, dude, the problem is like I'm wearing a Fitbit and this every single time I check my, my watch I do this like you look at the Fitbit because it's looking at the Fitbit right now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I do this no one can see you <laughs> I know I forget I forget how uh, audio doesn't show pictures yeah okay so I'll go I'll we go have next. faces for radio uh, I definitely have a face for radio <laughs> and a voice for silent movies <laughs> we can wear <laughs> during the YouTube videos <laughs> right <laughs> cancelled so quickly <laughs> <laughs> don't we have to become famous first to get cancelled? Like no, famous and rich? No. I, I feel like it's, like, it's no. like a prerequisite. Yeah, no, not even. Like I'll be proud to be cancelled because I have to be famous in the first place. That's it. It, dream big. Uh, <laughs> you can do it. Anyways, okay, I'll go. Uh, yeah, next pick. So next pick. So this brand is actually, you know, kind of stirring the market in the watch community. Uh, in a few in the last few years, they're pretty new. They only started in 2019. Uh, and just in three years, they already won a, uh, an award from GPHG. Uh, can, what's the, what does it stand for exactly? Grand Prix, Grand Prix de Religie de Genève. Yeah, so they won. So the brand I'm talking about is Ferland Mari. Uh, they've only started in 2019 by two guys. It's a, a Swiss watch designer, Andrea Ferland, and a Middle Eastern watch collector, Hamad Al Mari. So they use their last names to, to name the brand. Never heard of. They've initially produced uh, a chronograph using a Mecca Quartz movement. Uh, inexpensive, I think it was within like 500 bucks US uh, yeah. when it was made. Uh, sold out very quickly. Got nominated for GPHG and won in, tw in 2021 
for their stainless steel colored for the stainless steel bezel choreograph because they made multiple different colors all of them were beautiful right now impossible to buy because it was it's you know the production limited. finished They're limited runs yeah if, uh, production finished impossible to buy right now if you go to chrome 24 they sell for like 1500 bucks that's the chronograph from what i understand they make as much as they get order from right I when they so. launch it right it's I like think for it's like that maybe. amount of time we sell either 100 or but 10 000 but it's the same the same concept was done by ming yeah they go for this order window will open it up and then you can buy as many as you yeah like. but it's so it can be difficult the site doesn't always work well yeah 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 and so that so was I don't the think it's, so I don't think it's ten thousand, but probably a couple thousand. Probably the, as many as people were. The new one, that's what they yeah. s- they said. I don't want to steal yeah. your thunder, but yeah, <laughs> don't steal my thunder. Yeah, I'll kill you. Uh, regardless, <laughs> whether we steal it or not. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so the second watch they're actually producing now. Uh, at the time that we're recording the podcast, this watch just went on sale because we're recording it on June twenty fourth, right? Yeah. An hour ago. This watch just went on sale pre-order. Uh, unfortunately, we're, we're like when we post this, it's already going to be probably closed, right? But this watch just went on sale right now. It's the new Furlan Mary. It's called, and I, I did I twenty one sixteen A. I copy pasted the name. Oh yeah, it's called the it's called the new watch is called the Black Sector Reference twenty one sixteen A. Uh, so this watch just went on sale. It's a dress watch, vintage inspired. They pretty much all went sh- like kind of looking for inspiration from like middle of the twentieth century. Honestly fantastic design choices this one also is great it's a 37.5 millimeter dial uh, all 316 steel 10.5 millimeters thick 46 millimeters lag to lug the what makes this watch unique is that it's a it's a dress watch it's small as you've heard uh it has a sector dial actually multiple rings with breguet style indexes and it has I would say I would call it corn de vache inspired because it's it's a corn yeah, shaped yeah, lobster. Bullhorn, they said. But yeah, is, they're but exactly, it's, yeah, a, yeah, it's exactly. exactly it's exactly for me it's exa- it's exactly like the Vacheron corn but de vache inspired lugs. It is a cool de vache. Very very difficult design to produce. Very difficult to make those lugs. Very cool watch. Uh, these guys actually, this is the first watch that they made. I mean, they've only made one before, right? This watch doesn't use a mecha quartz or a quartz movement. This one is the first one that uses uh, a proper Swiss mechanical, automa- uh, mechanical yeah. movement. It's a G101 with 68 hours of power reserve, which is pretty pretty awesome for a dress watch with a three-hander. It's a La Joupe right? Uh, it, it, it is La Joupe I'm not super knowledgeable about the details about the movement itself, but I think it's kind of like a robust... Sounds fancy. It, no, but La, no, Jupere, but it's like La Jupere was a movement company that was bought by the Citizen Group. Right, so it's Jap- it has a Japanese connection to but it's, but a, it's Swiss, a Swiss movement. Yes. It's a Swiss movement company and they're, they're, they're doing very well. The reputation is quite good, more than like Soprod. Hey, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome that like micro brands are going uh, after smaller movement companies, you know, like the can't Soul get Prods. Sure, Soul Prods or like the, the Seagulls. It's great. Yeah, Ronda now is yeah, starting to great. come out with mechanical um, movements. So... It's decorated with Côte de Genève's and snailing, hacking seconds, elaborate finish, heated blue steel screws. Unfortunately, it doesn't have an exhibition case back, um, but it's awesome because they went, even the even the back is designed kind of to resemble a vintage piece. Yeah. You know when they had like a polished case back that's just, yep. that's there's nothing on it except like stamped the name and the reference number? Uh, uh, plus minus seven seconds per day. This watch is, right, is for sale right now for... 1250 uh, Swiss francs or 1700 Canadian dollars. It is on pre uh, pre order right now. Uh, I'm not sure if by the time this episode comes out, you guys will be able no, to I'm go. Sure. Probably no, not. I'm sure they won't. Uh, <laughs> sure not. Once they close the pre order, that's just for that 
story they called it but it's that dial right like the previous watch they're going to build different ones dial, same yeah. case same yeah. movement just different dial yes for sure they'll so probably make another dial you'll have other, you'll other get chances over the next year you'll get for a sure. blue you'll get for a white sure. they're going to come out for with sure. a salmon one and green these guys one. are very careful meaning they don't give you a lot of options they don't give you a lot of options for straps right they they made one color dial it's a black dial right now and there's only two uh strap options it's brown and black they won't give you like a because they want to maintain they're like almost a very good design studio. They want to make sure that the whole aesthetic of the watch kind of stays intact. intact yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. I, I, I would love to see. I didn't put my pre-order because I want to spend it on something else. Uh, but um, it's a great watch, I think. I would love to see it in person, honestly. Like I've seen the Baltic watch that you had. It's great. So, so now that we're going to go around and see what we think about the watch, I'll go first. So that was the first thing that came to mind. So the one thing I was looking at it, what I liked a little bit more than the Baltic. One, the use of the movement. The Baltic uses a Shangju uh, micro rotor Chinese movement, which is nice. Which is put in the too. exhibition case yeah. back. But this one uses a little bit of a, I guess, higher quality movement from La Jupere, a Swiss movement um, that should be, be, I guess, better regulated. Not as pretty, but it's right. a closed case back. Question That's for you. Do you point. think uh, uh, just uh, stamping Swiss movement is, is and you know, like Chinese movement is just a stigma that Chinese movement is worse? There, it depends. It depends how much you're willing to spend, but it is known that Chinese products don't tend to be of the best material. Quality control suffers a bit. Mass produced, let's say, right? But mass if you produced, go for like a smaller, smaller sized uh, shop that makes movements, why not? Why not? Depends. You know, you have to really kind of look at it, see, would you rather pay something that comes from a renowned place like Switzerland versus China that produces kind of everything? What do they know about watchmaking, right? They can replicate things. They seem to know everything about everything. Yeah. The second, um, the second thing I would say is that I like that it's a little bit bigger than the Baltic. The Baltic is on the touch on the smaller side. If you have a larger wrist, we're in the seven and a quarter inches. Us, you're at seven, I think, or something like that. The, uh, just I'm at six, under, I'm I'm seven. six seventy-five. Six seventy-five. So I'm at That's seven girth. and a quarter, <laughs> exactly. And the um, the Baltic is a short lug to lug, and it's thirty-six. It sits small on the wrist. This one seems to be the perfect size of 37. Oh, it's a, a perfect size for just yeah, watch. And I think lugs are a little bit longer, so it's That's good. Right. It's so good it as a small a watch, bit yeah. Great on the lug to lug. It's, it's 46 lug to lug. The last thing which I also give a lot of love to what they're doing and what even Baltic did, it's that it's very easy in the micro brand game to go and create diverse watches, chronographs and stuff. Dress watches are not the the big deal they're not the it's tough to sell a dress watch these days right yeah. and i think that that's great because and and it's it's one of my um i find it's it's tough to make a good dress watch because i think it's the easier. demand for them went down because of the pandemic exactly. for sure and it's also easier i think to fuck up as a design i mean it has to really stand out to be a great dress yes, watch if not you look like a cat and it's very easy to make AliExpress. it look very like Cheap. cliche and generic because <laughs> yeah. if like yeah but at the same time like for the mary the whole branding is they give homage to like designs. Yes. Uh, in the industry, they're not but, inventing something, right? But it, no, yeah. but they do, but it's easy. It, yes. But it's easy to fall into the rabbit hole would, to take design cues of other watch brands and to poorly execute your reissue. Mm. Like you've seen when people take like, oh, they do an integrated bracelet with screws on the thing and then they do that. You go, what in the Gerald Audemars Piguet, Royal, like Nautilus is happening here, right? It's just like <laughs> awful. Another interesting element of the design, if you guys noticed, the crown on this watch is very flat, like very like AKA like the 60s styles, very flat and very wide. Exactly. Kind of like what they used to do on like the 60s watches. One thing uh, you made a comment I was going to say is- he pointed uh, at Carl. What, yeah, I pointed at Carl. Forget that we're not recording videos. <laughs> 
um, I was talking to somebody that I showed this watch and he destroyed this watch and the guy's like very into me mechanical movements and, uh, and stuff and his point exactly was like well yeah they just took Corn de Vache they took like someone else's designs they took like the vintage Patek vintage Vacheron and just um, Frankenstein a watch together and then sold it I'm like but he's he's wrong he's in the sense of He's wrong in the sense that it's the execution of it. I agree. I totally agree. When you put it all together, no one goes, man, that looks exactly like this. Yeah, it's, it's like, not. oh, there's cues. I agree. But as a whole, you go, man, that looks like its own watch. But that's a, an opinion of somebody who is a very... Um, fixated on the Not fixated, but I was going to say, if it, someone who's very... Hold on. <laughs> Here, I can't think when you're like <laughs> putting words in my head. Uh, he's a... Uh, he, that's something who is very like traditionalist, meaning like, oh, don't touch this, don't change it, just don't touch or don't try to copy anything, even any element of the design of like the original ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's that new Omega that looks a little bit like this for Lanmari. Oh, dude, it's impossible to make a watch today, especially for a micro brand that's not going to resemble something that's already been made. Exactly, it's Ex impossible. There is one watch I did see. I thought it was insane. It's on Kickstarter. Have you seen this watch? It is. It has lugs that you. The straps are connected to the lugs and you connect the strap to the watch case. No, what's it called? Uh, I'll tell you right now because I was laughing. I thought this was very ingenious. Walkov W22. Well, it starts with a W? Yes, Walkov. He's a Russian... Uh, yeah, they, they, they received 110% funding in a day. Didn't find anything the way it I wrote is it. W-O-L-K-O-V W22. Volkov. You look at that Kickstarter. It is incredibly unique. This I have to give oh, him props. It, yeah. It's not my thing. But man, is it original. Oh, that's so cool. If you scroll down, look at the video. Oh shit, the lugs are attached to the sides. The lugs are attached to the sides. But that's like a, like a pocket watch almost, right? It's really cool. It's so cool. Yeah, it's a Salida. It's really it, cool. So I think that's cool. That's in, that's There you that's go. Really you cool. something that's like, really cool. Not look like anything else. That's really, really cool. Really doesn't look yeah. like anything else. It's very cool. Yeah, so it's a French and a, it's a French guy and it's like a William, uh, Russian. William uh, Volkov. Yeah. That's very cool. Wow, yeah. I'm going to actually... Have a look at it. No, I'm going to bookmark this. I might... Yeah, well, 19 days to make a decision. It's like 500 bucks or 600 very, bucks. Very it's a cool. Salida. It's a Salida. But it's great. It looks awesome. Yeah. So anyway, my point is, um, that's what I liked about the, the going into a dress watch. It's hard to to make something unique, something that's beautiful. It's easy to fall into a trap and then just look like any other dress watch that's created. I mean, Bear trap. you look at Longines and, and these other watches at this price point, at $2,000, you can get a lot of watches. Name a really great dress watch. It's tough. There's not many out there. I find that they put the that thoughts. Are, that are not like part of the big brands, right? Uh, it's easy to just do another Beaumont Mercier, Classima. It's easy to do another Hamilton uh, like, Jazzmaster or another Longines or whatever. And if you make like a dress watch, like a Daniel Wellington looking watch, right? Like just a generic white dial with no nothing, right? It looks like anything. It's generic. It's kind of like making a good diver watch nowadays. But it's that's poorly unique. executed. Yeah, yeah, that's sure. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just giving like the simplistic. No, no, like, but, and I agree. Design, yeah. I agree because if you think, for example, young hands, they're very good at making something minimalist. Very, yeah. very minimalist yeah. and bows, but it looks good. Yeah, I agree. So very, very good. That's a great pick. Uh, what do you think about the watch, Carl? I think spec-wise is like perfect. Yeah, yeah. prices. Right? Do you think is price uh, priced it's, uh, correctly? It's priced correctly for an automatic movement that you know there's not uh, sure some it's automatic. I think it's manually. Uh, I don't want then uh, for a Swiss movement that's not mecha quartz, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mechanical movement. I, I think agree. it's really well priced 50 meters you don't need more from that the design is really perfect for me the only reason I didn't purchase one because it's really affordable for what it is I just don't want a black dial I think I want something a little bit more funky since it's a classic design I would like something with some color in it that's a very good point I think I would wait to see what other colors they would release yes I don't want a black dial necessarily I agree because I would I, like I'm a pretty white sure dial over the game. next year or two years we're gonna have like four to six variant of that watch oh for sure right like the classic like dark blue dark right. green uh, like salmon and all those things and maybe a funky blue right like a baby blue or something I don't know hopefully not did you buy <laughs> did you put this buy this watch no 
No? So you, you won't go there. Okay. I'll explain the next episode. Okay, fine. So uh, for me, it's like I said, it's really a beautiful watch and people should just look into Fernand Mary if they haven't yet and buy one. Like it's so much value for... Uh, so so watch, we we, we got to buy it in our kind of... Uh, we should actually start a pot where we just have a budget to just spend... Yeah, well, we already... No, yeah. I, yeah, I get it. Well, we we we'll have it maybe yeah, later this day. year. We'll start it this year, right? When the bonus comes in. Yeah. We'll tell you... Uh, no, but also, we will have a pot as soon as we get there and sell uh, what, we, what we purchased. Yeah, You'll yeah see. we did a few. Surprise to come, guys. By the way, I sold my Laco. Yeah, yeah, you told me. That's great. I did, okay. You you lost? Uh, to, uh, no, of course. No, yeah. that one lost. That one lost. I've lost uh, quite a bit because uh, the problem is, problem is, I had to pay duty when I bought it, right? Mm. So that that is not recoverable. Yeah, I don't calculate taxes and duty too too much on it. If not, it's like too hard. To when, <laughs> when you when you buy a watch that's just a bit over a thousand dollars and you pay like three hundred dollars of duty, it's a big chunk of the price, right? Yeah. Like if I like you know I don't care. Um, well, sorry. Um, I sold it for eleven hundred. I bought it for twelve fifty. Oh, so cool. price, yeah, but I paid like seventeen hundred dollars for you it. You sold it on Chrono or total? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, in Canada, yeah. As people will try to shop to the, it's really good. Duty. It cost me a lot of money to ship. I maybe I did it wrong because I I paid um, uh, Express Post and it cost me eighty seven dollars. It's a lot. To so ship. you insured it, yeah. I didn't insure. I had yeah, to insure. Get, yeah. How much did the guy pay in paying shipping though? That included. Oh, uh, I gave I gave it to him for shipping because it was in uh, okay. it was in Canada. Yeah. No, nice. never. Yeah, it's the insurance that kills you. It's not the shipping. Yeah, insurance is It's two dollar fifty per hundred dollar for with Canada Post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I next time I'll do it actually. So yeah, for a thousand, it's twenty five bucks of insurance. Yeah, it was without, like without the shipment. So I, I don't use Canada Post. I had a really bad experience with them in FedEx. So I use Pure Later in North America and DHL in the world. DHL is the best. I use Canada Post I, when I it's in try. Canada. Huh? I, I use Canada Post when it's it's, it's in the country. If it's outside, I use yeah, DHL. I use Pure Later now. I ship oh, yeah? the watch. Yeah, it's really good. Pure because uh, I yeah I just went to Canada Post. Maybe next time I don't sell enough. Oh, you know you do go to go to, go to um, like a Staples, Bureau Gros. Yeah, they have all of them. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. The, the shipping place. Okay. Has, okay. It's, a hub. it's a hub. So they have next DHL. Time. Da, 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 da. So I bring the watch. I literally tape the box. They throw it in an envelope like those things. Yeah. Put the they stick the thing on it and go. Because mm-hmm. if I um, if I end up buying myself like a nice dive, like a, yeah. I know I I am not kiting it. Like I'm looking at a Seamaster, right? Yeah. If I buy that, chances are I'm gonna have to sell my Seiko. Probably. I'm probably not gonna wear it at all anymore. Exactly. I'll buy it uh, for uh, 25 bucks. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe 7 billion people will Plus buy it. Plus shipping. $1,300 shipping. Yeah. <laughs> I know where you gotcha. live. <laughs> no, no, no. I have to, <laughs> I have to insure it. When I ship. <laughs> so speaking of Seiko, I'm going to jump into a nice release. Um, so recently we have been living, seeing Seiko every year. And around this time of year, around June, they come out with their releases for the year. They announce, make announcements. And I have a few I'm going to share today. But I'm going to start with one that came in with their divers. We saw the excitement in the last two years of the 62 Mass, the Marine Master 200. And now we have a new set. We have the brand new SPB 313 with a white dial. SPB 315 with a black gilt dial. And the SPB 317 with a classic back black dial. And boy, are they great. They're based on a reinterpretation of the vintage 6105. These Prospect models, they're built on the same 41 millimeter cushion case, kind of like the Turtle, but smaller in terms of diameter. Very easy wearing. And the thickness is actually 12.3 millimeters thick. Compare that to the SPB143 that Carl's wearing right here. That one's at 13.7 millimeters. So it's 1.5 millimeters thinner, this actual watch. Um, and speaking of dates, this watch also has a Seiko 6R35 movement, of which is on your SPB 143. So it has that 70 hours of power reserve. But the date is a little bit different. The date now is hidden between the 4 and 5 o'clock indice, and it's very small and blends right within the dial. 
I really love the bracelets on those watches. Yes, I'm getting there. Okay. Yes, exactly. Sorry. No, it's great. No, no, exactly. I'm and they come they come in with this great new five link kind of bracelet uh, that is very, very, um, how can I say? It's almost like a little bit blingy, very but it's sexy. a lot of fun. Uh, the thinnest prospect to date, Jiggly. this watch comes in at $900 for the SPB317 with a rubber bracelet, US of course, and $1,100 for the other ones on the bracelet, same as price as your SPB143. Oh, yeah. And it's a 6R35? Six R thirty five, same movement, so it's everything. Nice. So it's the thinnest prospect you can find. It comes into three new variations. It's a reissue essentially of that turtle, but in a smaller size, much more wearable, thinnest prospect. I think it's great. I really like the black one, but I really want it on the bracelet. Even the gilt is great, right? Gilt is doing great yeah. since a Tudor Black Bay fifty eight and the white one is great. I love the polar, right? So if I get them all, I get them all. But yeah. So what do you guys think of this watch? This release? Amazing. Uh, I really love, and sorry, I, I started talking first. I didn't even care if uh, Carl was going to say something. It's okay. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I was, I was going to interrupt you anyways. Um, I really love it. I like the fact that it's a bit smaller, thinner. I do absolutely love the bracelet, and I like that it's a bit of a, like a turtle, turtle-esque. Right, it's like a watch? vintage turtle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, very, I really, really like this watch. Uh, not sure which, but... I have a soft spot for Seiko's always. So. But it is a reinterpretation of the turtle, the 6105. But it's yeah. a bit different shaped, right? It's a bit smaller and thinner and uh, the well, case is thinner, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's thinner than, it's, yeah, it's a re it's I would a love to have that bracelet on my SPV. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a good bracelet. So, yeah, I, I totally love it. How much does it cost, by the way? Uh, 900 on the rubber and 1100 on the steel. US. Perfect. So it comes Perfect. out to 1400 Canadian. Perfect. You can find them right now. Almost on the same prices. They're just a bit cheaper. Russell's Perfect. Jewelers. If you go to Russell's Jewelers, which is Canadian, you can already see what it's going at for pre-order and it's uh, 1400 Canadian on the bracelet. Perfect. 1435 or something like that. Perfect. Carl, what do you think of this watch? I think it's like a, almost an home run in all the specs and everything would give you, for, especially for that amount of money. Personally, the bracelet for me is it or miss. It's not for me, I guess. Uh, and it, in those three colors, the white dial, I don't think he does give it a really good um, feel to it. Like it's black or the black and gilt finish. I personally will go with the classic all black. Yeah, me too. Um, mm -hmm, me too. But I think I would love to find a different... Um, like you, different bands guys you do know there's gonna be like a million different colors coming out uh, there's gonna be a blue a 40th and I really like a green the, a four is green <laughs> I like the red mark on the head the second oh, yes. time. I yeah. really love that it, it, it contrasts super well with the black dial yeah. so. and I also like that the like the uh, minute sends goes all the way yep right some Which watches should do yeah some diver, some uh, watches don't do that but and, same but, as my SPB by the way a really great job on the data I love that oh, yes they very cool. it it's subtle. Subtle. I, I can didn't, barely I just see it that. yeah, yeah it's, it's very very subtle, subtle for people want to very date. well done very well done good job Seiko so that was my good first job. pick another release of the, the, this last couple of months but there, and I have a few more Seikos to present Who, who's going next is you Carl yeah like I said clockwise <laughs> <laughs> it's counterclockwise but fair enough they uh, don't know that stop telling them Okay, but now they know. You're making me look bad in front of our guests. <laughs> we don't have any guests. Listeners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, Cassioke has a new version, and it's... Another one. Well, the used to be the GA2100. Uh, now it's the GAB2100. GHB? GAB. Oh. <laughs> Wishful thinking. <laughs> it's like, what, okay. what was that? <laughs> Forget me now. So it's the same one. Uh, same. Uh, please go ahead. I was, I was gonna. Yes, it's pretty much the same watch as uh, the previous version. Uh, just now, it has a significant upgrade as it goes with the um, Bluetooth um, 
options so you can connect to your phone and everything and also as uh the tough solar uh, charging so you don't need to change your battery if it, you're in the sunlight yeah 25 years i think it lasts the battery you just have to keep it near the sunlight yeah yeah so it's a solar gas yoke and bluetooth i personally don't gave two two shits two shits about the bluetooth options on ca- gas yokes. i already do everything like <laughs> bluetooth is just a Just something else. <laughs> I think what makes it easier is that once you take the Bluetooth, you can sync up. You can create alarms real time. Yeah, there's an app, right? Yeah, <laughs> you just do it it's all. easy to create alarms. Yeah, because yeah, it's very finicky to go Put for the different menu world times. Yeah. Like um, what if I told you though? I actually have a Cassie uh, a G-Shock that you will like. I have it. I told you. Eh? I said you sent me you pictures. Be, you wouldn't be surprised because you have every single watch that exists. So I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna show it to you and see if you like it. Yeah, yeah. now. Keep going now. Um, so I'll go when you start. Your pick. Oh, the, you don't listen to me? <laughs> uh, the big difference, uh, if you uh, visually for the watches, is now they, they launch a new uh, five different um, version, uh, color scheme, I should say, of that Bluetooth edition and solar. Uh, so now there's black and gray, black, black over black, blue, green, and yellow. And I'm talking about the case and the dials. So uh, if it's blue and green or yellow, the, the risen is that color, but the dial is black. When it's black and gray, it's a gray dial. Um, and the black resin black resin and black black quick, quick question for you yes. uh, you I think you were talking in one of the previous episodes that there's a there's a version of this where you can change it's not the Casio case, but it's not it, the same it, right no, oh, no it's the, 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 the regular G-Shock okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that you can change yeah, the, the, the resin and okay, the bands not the same yeah. not this one very simply okay. there are, there, you can just get an AliExpress and buy any resin you want right or you can buy the box set from Casio for It's re- it was really it was, it was really like super cheap. It was two yeah, eighty, and you it get was three cheap. resins. It was like the price of one watch and a half for three colors. <laughs> exactly, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't too expensive. Um, so the, in spec wise, the uh, they had to bump the uh, a little bump in height uh, for having the Bluetooth uh, module and having the solar. So it's zero point one millimeters thicker. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it's really not that big difference. It went from 11.8 to 11.9 millimeters for the thickness. Because the Casio, one of the big thing was it was quite thin for uh, yeah. a, a G-Shock. Yeah. Um, and even with those additions, same price, $150 US. Is it really? $150 US. Okay, that's more though than the Casio. Casio uh, is, is $100 US. But it has a lot of, it has more features. Yeah, yeah. But in, the, in the Bluetooth yeah, uh, yeah, range, yeah. in okay, the solar yeah. It It goes Makes for sense. the same proportion in price as you see for the 5600, Makes sense. Right? Makes sense. The yeah. basic one, 56, then you put the one with the right. multi-band Bluetooth and mm. stuff. And yeah. yeah, the only one is the print is the yellow risen one. That's 160 US. And I do like that one a lot, because actually. Because the pigment is it's just nice. It stands out very well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a Casio. There's everything. It still has the carbon core in it. Uh, so it's super shock resistant. Also, it's not too heavy, and it gives you all the other specs you can find in the previous Casio. It's just a, an update, right? Yeah, that's great. And it's a, it's a good update. Like if you like the Casio, that's a nice one to have next. I I think what's missing. I like this release, but I like that they went with the solar. I don't like the Bluetooth. You like the atomic. I right? wish they just put an atomic movement in it. I would I would pay thirty dollars more to get the atomic and then be done with it. Then you never have to worry about setting the time. It just syncs up. And it's absolutely perfect that way, right? To just... Yeah. yeah. I would pay dozens and dozens of dollars more. Yeah. What about you, Dimitri? What do you think? Uh, it is great. It's nice to also see that, you know, like that the whole new Casio just came out a couple of years ago. It's the first edition, right? Yep. And it became such a staple and a classic immediately that 
it became not only just permanent, but they're pretty much applying the same updates to it as the regular G-Shock. So they're making all kinds of different variations now. So like this became a permanent, permanent type. It's a series, right? It's great. It's, 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 it's going to stay forever yeah. and it's going to probably have more and more different variations, metal, like different yeah, materials that, and stuff. That's what I'm about to say. I, I'm waiting for a full metal one, a f- real full metal one. Yeah, right. it's going to happen. Because they, they happen. had like a, a metal like coverish, right? There's no reason why not to do it because they already have the metal cased one with a rubber strap. But just take the, the strap from the, pre- the, the yeah. regular one. It's the same. Like a full metal. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting. Um, I do like the rubber strap full metal one. Well, not the full metal, the metal case rubber strap. Yeah. I like that. Make me think of a hublot. Yeah. But I, I find it very cool. Like It's a cool, yeah, nice, yeah. Uh, flashy watch. But yeah, hopefully, well, hopefully, they will have all the version of that watch for us for sure. And I don't know, maybe I'll be my first castle will be a full full metal. Cassioke. Probably, yeah. Given just brought his uh, G-Shock, I said it's is for me. Is t- titanium? Yeah. How much is that? No, what I did. So this is... <laughs> This is the Grail. Well, not the Grail. Everyone says it's the one G-Shock you get. It is a regular G-Shock that has the atomic timekeeping multiband. So it was like 150 oh, bucks. Was oh, that the one that you... What? And so I bought it. Ahead, yeah, I just ordered off. You just press it hard, the, the click. I, I bought it off... She doesn't uh, have the muscle strength. Though. I bought on AliExpress a titanium case that comes with it with the band. Oh, fuck. And I just put it on it. And I was like, if there's any uh, G-Shock for Carl, this would be it. This is great. You have to really click it. Uh, is titanium more scratch resistant than uh, regular metal? Is it harder? It's not more resistant than plastic. That's <laughs> <laughs> so light. I know. But, uh, cool. but for you, the brush of yeah. it, the fact that it's light, I was like, this is, if, if Carl were to have any G-Shock, this would be it. But you've used your multiband, right? Like I the put one them all by the window. They're all like a single. Copy. The, the, the one that you used is the, the multiband that you had, right? The one that I like. The one that I, oh no, sorry. No, this no. is not the reverse. I, uh, it's the other one. I have the reverse as well, but I put that on aged IP uh, steel. But anyway, so that's the the G Shock, yeah. This is really really cool. How much? So like, how much is this? Uh, is this one hundred and thirty? The the bracelet? Yeah. Titanium bracelet, one hundred thirty. With the case, yeah, from AliExpress. Oh, from AliExpress. It says G Shock on that too. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. They're super. But is it, it's not an actual Casio, right? It's just an AliExpress one that says G Shock, kind of. The bracelet? Yeah. And or the is case? It, is it proper the Casio? Actu- the actual G Shock inside is a G Shock. No, I no, I know that. Yeah, but sorry. I mean, the the the, no. the case is not. No, no, of course. So not. it's just a fake one that's a G Shock. Right? It's a Chinese but special. It's, it's, it's an, is great. this real uh, titanium? Yeah, yeah. How is it so cheap? Maybe I just. Ah, it's expensive. Because you 130 can, bucks? 100, it's a, the price of the watch. <laughs> the watch is 150. Oh, yeah, right. right. <laughs> so no, you but double you know, it. for that price, you can only buy like a like a Hololink freaking Uncle Seiko, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's yeah. actually even more. I paid like 170 yeah. for my Uncle Seiko. The Chinese it's, special. Chinese special. China special. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can you can speak like that. I can't because Chinese. I'm Chinese yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's my uh, that, you that's your are? pick for the G Shop. This I think is really great. good. Milled yeah. milled clasp too. God damn. Yeah. Hold on. I'll get you another one. This is really good. Can you get me the the metal one with the rubber strap? The Casio with the metal. So this is this is really nice. Uh, this is I would wear this because uh, the I'm I'm wearing this this the G-Shock that Kevin just brought, right? The the, yep. the titanium one. The the problem I have with my G-Shock, I love it, like my classic one. The the rubber strap is so hard, man. It eats into my wrist. It's so difficult unless I make it loose. And you know, like rubber strap doesn't look good when it's loose because it's it's it, it keeps the same shape, so it's like sliding yeah. back and forth. And my watch is like sitting like crooked on the wrist. Yeah. But if I if I if I notch it a bit more. It starts eating into my wrist, especially in the summer because like my wrist expands. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I have to like adjust it all the time because it's all red. Um, this is a lot more comfortable. This is super nice, man. Yeah. You should. Uh, you should tell me where you got this. I might. Call AliExpress. You. You no, no, AliExpress like, is twenty-five times. And then I have the same. Pretty big website. <laughs> I have the same. I need I, like a link. I have the same Casio. <laughs> yeah. Remember with the negative display. Yeah. And I bought a. I bought a metal thing for, it, but it's H. Remember H- the one that I was uh, saying like an alternative to. This one you might like to, as well. Um, oh. 
But it's metal. It's not titanium. I know, but... Yeah. But I don't that's like the, the full one. metal ways normally. Mm-hmm. Though I have the full metals, but that one is the aged IP. But you've used, you've, did you buy a new Casio for this or you used one no, of No, I had one of my old ones. Okay, exactly. Okay. Is it reversible, this procedure? It's four screws. It's oh, okay. It's well, and it's then over you just, And then you pull out the... Br- the, the, the br- Send the, me the link, please, to the yeah. titanium one. I'm yeah. gonna, I might do that. So, I uh, love this, though. Oof. So this was nice, huh? This titanium here is very nice. So that was a long episode. See us next week for part two. So if you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on Big Black Clock Official on Instagram or email us at bigblackclocktv at gmail.com. Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults, and let us know if there are any pieces you want us to review. With, of course, the caveat that we can afford them. As always, be good to each other, eat good food, have some drinks. For those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we will see you next week.